Good evening. Good evening, Saints. I'm not quite sure how long it's going to take to get live onto YouTube. There's always a slight delay. So I've got my sound engineer sitting to the left of me and he's giving me the thumbs up. I'm assuming that that's live. No, no, he's just shaking his head and said, no, it's not live yet. So um, that means I've just got to kill time waiting for YouTube to catch up with the real me. So trust you've all had a good day. Today we took a drive around our new little village, just half an hour out, uh, out and about. It's such a beautiful place, just such a beautiful part of the world where we live in. We're just thoroughly blessed to live in this village called Lys in East Hampshire. So I believe that we are online now. My sound engineer is giving the thumbs up and he's smiling. So I take that that we are now live on YouTube. So welcome everybody to Sunday Night Local. So glad you could join us tonight. Um, I really believe I've got a word from God. Um, just pre-warning, it can be a little gloomy at times initially, okay? But it is, I promise, it's going to be worthwhile sticking it out and just waiting until the very end and just get pen and notepad ready, write down some scriptures. Some of them are going to be very familiar with you, and um, but let's just get started. Okay. Scripture tonight comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. A beautiful, beautiful prophecy about Jesus. And we all will know this. We all will know this. And it reads, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. I'm sure you've received Christmas cards that even quote the scripture. It's just so beautiful. And we're going to break it down a little tonight. But before we do that, let's just sort of take a step back and consider 2020. What a year it has been. It's been a year of challenges for all of us. You know what? During lockdown one, during lockdown one of this year, we were blessed with gorgeous sunny weather and um, but life as we knew it came to a grinding halt. Suddenly there was no school available, there were no uni, there was no college, there was no work. We were all confined to staying within our bubble. We even learnt new words, new terminology, things like um, furlough, social distancing, um, the R number, the R number, shielding, flattening the curve. This is all terminology that we learnt this year. These words, they existed before, but not in this context. Um, and interaction became necessary via technology. And um, the most commonly used phrase nowadays is, you're on mute. You're on mute. Hasn't that happened a few times lately? You're on mute. And now 
we're just coming out of lockdown two and entering into tier two. Most of us are in tier two, some are in tier three, in the middle of winter when we're experiencing gloomy, foggy, misty, dark days. And that feeling that sometimes like we are under this permanent cloud that never lifts. And just reading the scripture from Isaiah chapter 9 in verse 6, I just thought, let me just scroll up a little bit and just see the context of this prophecy. And funny enough, Isaiah chapter 9 starts with verse 1. It happens like that from time to time. But listen to what it says in Isaiah 9 verse 1. It says, Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. The gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. Verse 2 goes on to say, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, that just reverberated with me, made me think of Psalm 23, where, where, the, where, where David says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, at least he was walking through that valley. But here in Isaiah, the, um, the prophet says they were living there. They were abiding there. They were dwelling in this land of the, the, this valley of the shadow of death. And I looked up that word. What does that mean to live in the shadow of death? And that shadow of death means thick darkness, thick gloom, deep distress. Stay with me, people. Don't log off. Okay, I promise you, it's going to get better. These are dark times. This, this time of coronavirus, these are dark times. And at times it feels like we are the children of Israel. We're living in this thick darkness, in this deep distress. This worldwide pandemic is everywhere. It's not like we can just escape it, quickly catch a plane down to Australia or some nice place like that and escape the coronavirus. It's everywhere. No nation is exempt. But I do know that this virus has affected different people in different ways. This dark gloom that is upon this, the world at the moment has affected people in different ways. And there's different, different sort of categories. I'm just going to name a few. So first of all, First and foremost, physiologically, it could have affected people. You know, maybe you've had, um, a, a, you know, sort of an insignificant um, um, uh, COVID um, symptoms. I know I had, I lost the sense of smell for about six weeks. And shortly after that, Chris lost his, lost his sense of smell. Nothing severe. I had no fever. I had no cough. Or anything. I just had no sense of smell. And... Um, but some people have had severe COVID, and I know some people who have been hospitalized. In fact, I know three people uh, by name who have died as a result of COVID. So physiological, 
has, there's been a physiological effect on some people's lives. Emotionally, lockdown has affected people emotionally in different ways. People have become depressed, withdrawn, mental health issues have come to the fore. Domestic abuse has escalated where people were almost like prisoners in their own home being abused emotionally and physically. Financially, perhaps you're one of those people who've received a letter in the post or an email advising you that your job is at risk. Or perhaps you've already been made redundant or you've already lost your income and you're already wondering how on earth are you going to make ends meet. Socially, perhaps you're single or divorced or widowed and you live on your own and this sense, this isolation, this lockdown, you are feeling more isolated than ever. You're feeling isolated, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling cut off. And then spiritually, there are those some who've been unable to engage online due to various reasons. They've been unable to connect on, online after nine months of separation from the, from the church family. Their Bibles are collecting dust. You know, maybe previously they'd have praise and worship belting out in their house, but suddenly secular music has taken over. And perhaps prayers are non-existent. People are struggling in their spiritual lives. And maybe you fit in to one or more of those categories. And you've been affected in one or, one or more ways by this corona lockdown. And if so, there is no condemnation. Okay, I'm not sitting here as a judge. There's no condemnation. But I want you to know you are not alone. You are not alone. There are people that are going through, perhaps you're going through certain, certain situations, but other people are going through other situations. Um, and maybe what you're going through is severe, but know that there are people that are going through things that are even more severe. But it's all about perspective, isn't it? It's like what we spoke about last week about Gideon. We've got to get God's perspective, and that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to bring you good news tonight, okay? We're talking about gloom, darkness, deep distress, but we're going to see things tonight from God's perspective. Stay tuned. I promise you this, this message is going to improve, okay? In Isaiah 9.1, remember, the, the prophet said, Indeed, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. What? A promise. There's darkness all around us. But God's word here says that the gloom will not be upon us. In fact, the New Living says that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Here's the good news, people. Jesus, Jesus, who we speak about here, in, uh, the prophet speaks about in Isaiah 9 verse 6, he is our gloom buster. Jesus is our gloom buster. Say it after me. Jesus 
is our gloom buster. And let's go see now, let's go and unpack the scripture from Isaiah 9-6 and see what the prophet has to say about Jesus, that he is, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The first one we're going to look at here tonight is Wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful means full of wonder, marvelous, admirable, awesome. And if we want to experience Jesus as our gloom buster, we need to stand in awe of him. Stop looking at the gloom and the despair and meditate on the beauty and on the awe and on the wonder of Jesus. How do we do that? Some simple tips. Go for a walk. Just go outside. Go for a walk. I love the UK. You know what, you don't have to go too far and you find these beautiful places, these countryside walks. They're around everywhere. Go for a walk. Behold the beauty of creation. But not just for creation's sake, as beautiful as it is and as therapeutic as it is to our soul, but because remember our Creator. He is the one who created all this beauty. Just draw close to Him. Go for a walk. Draw close to Him. It's time to stand in awe of God. It's time to renew our wonder of Jesus. Do you remember when, when God showed Abraham how numerous, Abraham actually at that time, how numerous his descendants would be? He told Abraham to get outside his tent and look up. And that's what we need to do. Step outside your front door and look up. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Take your eyes off the news. Switch off the radio. Turn off your phone. <laughs> turn it off. And not now if you're watching it on YouTube, okay? Not now, later. But turn off social media. Just turn it off. And turn your eyes, turn your heart, turn your mind towards Jesus. He is wonderful. He is wonderful. Listen to what Psalm 40 verse 5 says. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done. And your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You are on God's mind. His thoughts towards you cannot be recounted. You are not forgotten. He has not forgotten you. You are not forsaken. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That's his promise to you. His thoughts towards you are more numerous. 
Psalm 139 says, How precious are your thoughts towards me, O God. If I should count them, they would be, if they would be more in number than the sand. This wonderful God, this wonderful God, this God full of wonder, full of awe, has you on his mind. His name is wonderful. You cannot live in that valley of the shadow of death. You cannot live, dwell in that gloom when he's around. Stop looking at the gloom. Look at the wonder of our God. Like that song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. He is wonderful. Second point, counsellor. Maybe you're in a corner. Maybe you've made some mistakes. If so, go to the counsellor. Take the counsel of God. Take the wisdom of God. James 3 describes, James 3.17 describes the wisdom of God, that it is first of all pure, then peaceable, gentle. God's wisdom is gentle, willing to yield. Get the wisdom of God on your situation. He will bring you through. He will not rub your nose in it. What do I mean by that? You know what, when I was growing up and we had pets in our house, okay, please don't report us to the RSPCA, okay, this was way back when I was only a little girl. My dad, if, if our dog came inside and weed on the carpet, my dad would put pepper in the dog's wee and take the dog's nose and rub the dog's nose in his wee with the pepper in and the dog would go off sniffing and sneezing and, and that would teach him. But it didn't really because he'd just do it again. But what I'm trying to prove is God will not take you by your nose and rub your nose in and say, look at, look at the mess you've made. He won't do it. He will not rub your nose in it. God is wise. Get his counsel. Listen to what Isaiah 40 verse 12, talking about God, talking about wisdom of God. It says, who has measured the waters in his hand. Who has measured heaven with a span? That's the distance between your little finger and your thumb. Oh, it's God. He's measured heaven like that. He's taken the waters like this. He's calculated the dust in a measure. He's weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. He's taken the mountains, he's taken the hills, he's taken the water, he's measured heaven. Who instructed him? In fact, the message said, which little G, God, instructed God? <laughs> Who taught him? Who's his counsellor? No one. No one. He's God. He alone is wise. He's wise. He knows how to get you out of the situation you're in. He knows. He knows. Whether it's emotional, whether it's financial, whether it's physiological, no matter what it is, he knows. God alone is wise. You know what, if God hadn't set the earth in such perfect proportions, the planet earth would have been thrown into orbit. 
Say, if God can establish the ends of the earth, if he can do that with such a huge task, talk about a project. You know what? Talk, yeah, Chris is now project manager. That's a huge project. But if God can do that, if he can set the earth, if he can you know, measure heaven and the scales and the balances, if he can do that, he can help you with your problem. He can help you. He can take care of you. With him, all things are possible. Get the counsel of God in your situation. John 14, 20, 26 in the Amplified, speaking about the Holy Spirit, said to us, he, said, he describes him as our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our counselor, strengthener. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He will help you. He will strengthen you. He will counsel you. And he will always counsel you in line with his word. He will show you ways out of your situation. If you're in a corner, he will show you a way out step by step. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. He does it one step at a time. Counselor. So who is God? He is wonderful. He's counselor. He is mighty. Mighty God. Listen to some of these psalms. It says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. That's who he is. The Lord strong and mighty. Psalm 147. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. Throughout the Old Testament, we see God performing mighty miracles. Mighty miracles. We need to read the Bible as if it's true, because it is. He parted the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. He literally parted the Red Sea. He rained down manna from heaven. He turned bitter water into sweet. He delivered Daniel from the lion's den. He multiplied the widow's oil. The list goes on and on and on. This is the mighty work of God in the Old Testament. His mighty works. Then we see in Isaiah 19, this guy Isaiah, he was quite a prophet. He was quite good at his job. <laughs> he wasn't doing too badly. He says in verse 20, he says, He will send them a saviour and a mighty one, and he will deliver them. Talking about Jesus, he's talking about the gloom buster. He's saying that God will send a saviour and a mighty one. Jesus didn't come on a white stallion, all gung-ho. Woohoo, here I am, guys. I'm going to rule the world. No. We read in Isaiah, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. A child is born. God, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, left heaven, humbled himself, was born of a woman, of a virgin. He came to earth as a humble, helpless baby. 
totally dependent on his earthly mother and stepfather. That Jesus, unto us a son is given. God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus. He gave him that whoever would believe in him would not, be, would not perish. He, that we would not be lost for all eternity. But we would have everlasting, eternal life. God has placed eternity in your heart. He's translated you from separation to union, to relationship with God. He's translated us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. For God so loved the world. This Jesus, this Jesus, in the New Testament, we see him going about, Acts 10, 38 says, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. This Jesus went about preaching, teaching, healing. He performed miracles. He, he turned water into wine. He raised the dead. <laughs> he raised the dead. He calmed the storm. He fed the 5,000 with two fish and a loaf of bread with some boy's lunch. He walked on water time after time after time. Jesus, he met people's needs. He met people's needs. Then he went to the cross and laid down his life for you and I. And what did he do there? He defeated death. He defeated the grave. Jesus, that's what he delivered us from. He, from. he delivered us from separation from God. By overcoming death and the grave, he defeated death. He defeated the grave. And if Jesus defeated death and the grave, he can do a mighty work in your life today. There is nothing too hard for him. Take heart, child of God. There is nothing too hard for him. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 9 verse 4. Again, Isaiah 9. Read Isaiah 9. It's beautiful. It says, you, Jesus, you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. There we go. Jesus is the burden breaker. Jesus is the death defeated, defeater. Jesus is the grave emptier. Jesus is the gloom buster. He is the gloom buster. When going through a trial, remember God is with you. He's not forsaken you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And God's not a man that he should lie. He will not lie. God has spoken. That's it. No man can add to it. It might take time. But God is outside of time. This prophecy of Isaiah's in, in Isaiah 9 took place 700 years before the birth of Christ. Don't log off. Okay, stay with it. Yours isn't going to take 700 years. Uh, you know, Else this would be just total discouragement at this point. 
but God, remember we went through a series recently on, on faith and we learned that through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. If God has promised you something, it will surely come to pass. It will surely come to pass. God watches over his word to perform it. When God speaks, he speaks with authority and with power. Remember, the worlds were created by the words that God spoke with authority and with power. All things visible and invisible were created by the word of his, by the power of his word. No circumstances can overturn the word of God. No circumstances. Keep standing on the word of God. So he's wonderful. He's counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. I'm going to take a sip of water. Everlasting Father. Firstly, he's eternal. He's everlasting. He has no beginning. He has no end. And secondly, he's your father. He's your father. In his foreknowledge, he predestined you to adoption as a son, as a daughter. When you were in your mother's womb, that little tiny little fetus, he knew you. He formed you. Before a day came to pass in your life, he had, he had already fashioned each day for you before one of them even came to being. Read Psalm 139. He knows the boundaries and the timing of your dwelling. He knows your postcode. Forget about Santa knowing your postcode. God, everlasting Father, he knows the boundaries of your, of your dwelling. And you are here during this time, during this season, on purpose, with a purpose. I love what Christine Kane always says, that if you woke up this morning and you did not have a white chalk mark around your body, you are alive. And God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. So, God has a plan and a purpose, despite Corona lockdown, despite tier two, tier three, despite financial situations, despite anxieties, despite what's going on. As a child of God, he is your father. And as such, as a father, he will firstly provide for you and secondly, he will protect you. That's what a father does. And he's a heavenly father. He's perfect in every way. He will provide. He will protect. He will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear up under. God is your father. He's not, he's not going to beat you up. He's not here to beat you up. He's here to lift you up. He's here to lift you up. You know, sometimes life takes a turn. I love what Chris says. Sometimes life takes a turn in the wrong direction. 
It does. It's amazing. But don't let that stop you. Don't allow feelings of confusion or failure to overwhelm you if you stumble. It doesn't matter. Just keep living life forwards. This is something profound. I mean, it sounds so stupid. We are where we are, okay? You are where you are. Draw a line in the sand and move forward. Live life forward. You know what? 15 years ago, around about 15 years ago, Chris and I were attending a conference in Coventry in England. Not much happens in Coventry, but we were, at a, we were sitting in a hotel room in Coventry and God gave us a word from Psalm 37, verse 19. And over the last six months, we have stood on that word that God gave to us 15 years ago. That's, that, that scripture says, they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. Let me just tell you something. We've just come through a season where Chris and I have not worked. Chris has not worked for six months. No income, no furlough, nothing. Limited, like 500 pounds a month furlough. That's it. Um, but the Bible says, the word that we got was that in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. And so what's it look like? I'll tell you what it looks like. Day one, week one, month one. Well, things are going to be tough by the looks of things. But we've got a promise that we're going to stand on. Okay, fair enough. Day two, week one, month one. Mm, pretty much like yesterday. Things are still going to be tough. They are a little bit tough. But that's okay. God's got us. Day three, week one, month one. You get my drift. Move fast forward. Day one, week one, month six. Things are tough. <laughs> Things are tough. But God said, we will not be ashamed in the evil day. And he came through for us. He came through for us. I'll tell you what, if you haven't got a word from God, get one. Get one. Ask him for a promise. Ask God for a promise. Let me tell you something though, it's not going to drop out of the sky, okay? Nothing happens in isolation. You need to set time aside. You need to ask God. Ask your Heavenly Father. The Bible says that if we ask our Father, He won't give us evil things if we ask Him. He will not withhold things from us if we ask Him. And once you have a word from God, once you have that promise, you hold onto that word. You do not let it go. Sometimes God will give you a word for an event, for a season, just for what you're going through right now. But sometimes God will give you a word that's for life. And I tell you what, we've had a few of those in our lives. And, and those words have almost defined our lives. Those major words that when God has spoken, when we know this is God, I need to hold on to this word. And so we continue. 
that word that we got 15 years ago, we continue to hold on to it for another 10, 15, 20, 30 years, however many years we need to. That word is a word for life. We're going to hold on to it for eternity until we go home to be with him. But whatever you do, ask God for a word and stand on it. Declare it over your circumstances. God is faithful. He watches over his word to perform it. Jesus is our gloom buster. He is the one who clears the gloom, who clears the mist. He is the one who comes in. Remember that song, I can see clearly now the rain has come. Well, the, the, the gloom buster has come. Okay, I can see clearly now the gloom buster has come. Last one that we're going to look at tonight, Prince of Peace. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Before Jesus, we were without hope, without God in this world. But now through Jesus, we have peace with God and we have the peace of God. Jesus didn't bring peace into this world by waving some magic wand. That's not the way it happened. He brought us peace through the cross. That's how he brought us peace. And because of his sacrifice, we have, we have restored relationship with God. We have the peace of God in our hearts. And this peace, this, this Prince of Peace says to his disciples, and he says to you today in John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you. He can't leave something with you if he doesn't have it. But he is the Prince of Peace. In fact, that word, the Prince of Peace, means he's the leader of peace. That's who he is. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The opposite to peace is chaos. Don't allow the devil to intimidate you with his chaos. Jesus calmed the sea with a spoken word. Speak to your storm. Command peace over your life, over your circumstances. Remember, command, excuse me, command peace in the name of Jesus. When you do, when, you, when you're commanding in the name of Jesus, it's in his stead, in his place. If Jesus was working, walking on this earth today, he would do it. But instead, he's right by your side. Isaiah 40 talks, 41 says, I will hold you by your righteous right hand. Jesus is right beside you. His power is with you. His Holy Spirit is in you. Command peace. Speak peace. God watches over his word to perform it. His name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful. He's marvelous. He's full of wonder. He is awesome. Counselor, He is wisdom. He is our strengthener. Mighty God, he's the way maker. He's the miracle worker to this day. It's not just a song we sing. 
He's our miracle worker, everlasting Father. He's our eternal Father who will provide for us and protect us. Prince of Peace. Peace with God and the peace of God. When that mist comes, when that gloom comes, Jesus is our gloom buster. He's the one who turns our mourning into dancing. What the enemy intended for evil, God will turn for good. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The battle is his. The victory is ours. Yes, 2020 has been a tough year. But let's lift up our eyes. Let's behold the beauty of the Lord. Let's be in awe and wonder of our God. I'm going to end just with the lyrics of a beautiful song I heard this morning by Carrie Job. It's called Steady My Heart. Just close your eyes and just listen to these words. And if you want to, go onto YouTube or whatever device you've got and go and look up the song. It's beautiful by Carrie Job. And she says, even when it hurts, even when it's hard, even when, it's, when it all just falls apart, I will run to you. Because I know that you are the lover of my soul, the healer of my scars. You steady my heart. Father, I just pray for these people today. I thank you, Lord, that you steady their hearts. Steady their hearts. Heal their scars. Direct them and lead them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.